that I will be always doing that. I will learn. Today we are going to look into the topic that is here with us. Faith versus fear. A lot of us here, most of the time, we substitute fear for faith. At the time we should exercise faith, we fear, we tremble, we shake. Now I go straight here. Faith, according to Hebrews 11:1, 1, is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. I also understand faith this way, that it is the absolute dependency on God's revealed will to us. It is an absolute trust on His righteous promises to us. When I say us, I mean saints. <laughs> it's not for the whole world. The promises of God are not for those who are not in Christ. Most of them. Except they will receive the punishment. But for us, it's our welfare. Whereas fear is the absence of faith. That is simple. Lack of belief that he that is in us is greater than he that is in the world. The spirit of Christ. Christ came here and overcame the world. And that spirit that overcame the world is in us. And whenever we are about to fear or something threatens us, we have our resources in ourselves. All we need to do is just like Peter did, Lord save me, I'm drowned. You don't have to pray much. He is there for you. But often lack of knowledge is fear. If you do not have the knowledge that you have sound promises from God revealed to us, why would you believe? You don't even know that you have promises. Without the promises of God, we wouldn't have faith. And without what God has done, we wouldn't have faith. We have seen all along from Genesis what God has done and what He is doing and what He will do. And what He will do goes to our promises that He promised us. What He has done is the foundation of our faith. Because He had done this, He will do this. Now, but if you don't know that the promises are for you, you cannot have faith. In the Old Testament examples written down for our learning, everything that happened in the Old Testament and written down was for us to study, to learn the way of righteousness from them. We read in 1 Samuel 17, 46 to 56. It's a long reading, which I'm not going to read all. David's victory over a lion and a bear, which led to stronger faith to stand and defeat Goliath. 
Faith enhances faith. It produces stronger faith. David stood on that. He that delivered me from the pores of the lion and the bear, he is going to deliver me from this giant. He convinced, he's convicted. He's convinced all absolutely that God is going to do the same. And he did. Why? Because God is faithful. <laughs> faithful. Whatever we take away from here, make that word go with you today. God is faithful. And nothing annoys God. Or is so bad to God feeling when we ignore that God is faithful. He tells us what to do and we just take it as a joke. God doesn't joke. He does not joke. He does not make a statement. He does not stand behind. As a matter of fact, I always say that God has a God. And that God is His Word. When He opens His mouth and makes a statement, heaven and earth will pass away. But unless we are convinced that what God says is what He means, and what He means is what He says. Even up till now, people don't believe that Christ will come back. And when they told them that Messiah will come back, a lot of people, generation after generation, never believed. He did. He said he would be resurrected. He will be caught up in heaven again. He sits at the right hand. And so all happened. Sisters and brothers, please don't, then don't let us take God's word lightly. Remain faithful. <laughs> Because God is faithful. Now we see here in Daniel chapter 3 verses 1 to 30. If you want to, please write it down when you go home. Oh, isn't it, it's in my headlights. You can see this thing. There were three Hebrews, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who became victorious over furnace of fire. Daniel himself, who was nicknamed Belshazzar by King Darius, became victory, victorious in the lion's den. And then if you go to Daniel 6, verses 20 to 23, through Daniel's faith in him, I keep on repeat, I will be repeating this word. Daniel had faith in God. Who is faithful? He was convinced that God is faithful. After all, he told them that if they misbehaved, he disobey him. He will send them, cast them out from the land. And now, here it is. They are in captivity. That is enough reason for somebody to believe. Who would believe that Jerusalem could be evacuated? Taken away captives. But even the nations are going to see and ask why? What happens to these people that nobody can defeat them? How come that they are being dispersed and carried away captives? 
And the people said, because they disobeyed their God. So Daniel came with that idea that what their God says, even if the terrorist, as Habakkuk says, don't give up. Wait. You will do it. It will come to pass. Now we see here also, Daniel was reported that he was preached. He would not bow down to the golden distance. Then he was sent to the, the lion's den. But Daniel's faith was so strong. He believed God would help him in the den of the lion. And so it was. And you know what? King Darius came to know the only true God and even preached the gospel that Christ's kingdom will be endless from end of the world to end of the world. And it is the only God. And everybody should worship and tremble from the God of Daniel. He was convicted. Now we see in Habakkuk the prophet quieted himself in his faith. Faith, without faith, you cannot please God. Because you don't take him serious. That's what it is. Do this. If they tell us we are driving right, don't drive left. And you go out there and drive left. You know that you will not drive a mile without being caught and punished. Reckless driving. And if you do not kill somebody in the first place before you drive a mile, so is God's word. Don't do this. And if you do, I will still reward you. <laughs> he will knock you on the head so hard that you will never forget Eventually, he would drop you in where he says he was prepared for Satan and his angels. It wasn't, hell was not prepared for us. But since you decide to do the exact, exact thing that the devil does, he knows everything God says, he refuses entirely to comply with, to do, to obey. Now we see here that Job, no, we, let me go back to Habakkuk. Habakkuk was, God told Habakkuk, I'm going to show you something that you would not believe. The Chaldeans are coming and they are ruthless and they fear nobody, no God, and they're going to destroy the land and do everything and take food and every water. Now this man, Hearing what is going to happen to him, he was shivering. He, he, how anybody is going to survive under such condition? Now he just pulled down himself. He said, No matter what, whether there will be food or the food, everything wiped out. But a righteous man will live by his own faith. And he said, I will exalt, I will rejoice in the Lord. After looking, he can, you cannot run away from God. So what he does now, 
he let's go himself. I will still thank God. Why would you thank God for that? Because he knows God's will for us. In the New Testament, it tells us that God doesn't want any of us to perish. He has no pleasure in the death of a wicked man. So everybody who turns good, it is under God's providential care. He loves us. So this man relaxes. He comforts himself. He says, I will praise the Lord. Now we see here in the worst of situations, he has the greatest job. When something bothers you so much that you cannot go left or right and then you think of everything, the world seems to be collapsing on you, relax. Thank God. Why would you thank God? Because you know God is faithful. Remain faithful to God. Because the person that you are remaining faithful, is faithful. Remain faithful to him. He cannot fail. Now we go to Romans here, Romans chapter 1, 16 to 17. The word that I am looking for, after all the reading that you will read there, will be, for God is faithful. God is faithful. And the righteous will live by their faith. If I may read some of them. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is power of God for salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek. Now verse 17. For in the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed, is manifested from faith to faith. Faith to faith, you see David with the Goliath, you see Job. For all that thing that happened to Job, he said, even if he kills me, even if he slays me, I will trust him. I will trust him. Job could look into his behavior all his life. He does not see a life that is opposing God. He does not see his life as being full of disobedience. All of a sudden, all the whole thing came against him. All the wiles of the devil. Job said, even if this God, I know who this God is, even if he sends war to kill me or do what, I will still glory in him. I will trust him. That is faith. That is when you know God. I'm not talking about the intellectual knowledge of God. When you have practiced God, in so many occasions, when you run into problem, and you call on Him, and He comes to you, and He answers you, and you have gone through so many rivers in this life, and every time you stay on Him, you come back. One thing is that when we get out of a big trouble, we don't always remember how we felt when the trouble was there with us. If we have sickness now, when the pain is so much, as soon as the pain is over, we don't even remember how much the pain was. And, and that is God's doing. But at the same time, don't forget that there was somebody you call on. And who said, call upon me. 
in Psalms 46 verse 1, he said God is a very present help in trouble. Sometimes when you have trouble, you don't even remember that God is a very present help. He's there. And the funny thing is that you don't call. And if you call, you don't have knowledge that God is faithful. Call upon me. And you call. And after that, relax. Give it to him. Now we come back here to as Habakkuk had written. Now we see here the Romans faith to faith. I, 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 please let me go back to Romans faith to faith. Faith of David, faith of Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, Daniel and Habakkuk to the first century Jewish people, Christians. Do you know when Christ told them that all these blocks that they see in the temple, not one would be on top of the other. And he, he told them that the destruction will come. But woe to those people who will be carrying babies on that day. And it will be a bad like it has never been on earth. And if not for the elect, nobody will be saved. Romans came in AD 70. The temple was the eyeball of the Jewish people. Destroyed. Destroyed. You know how many? But still, God knows how to re- deliver the righteous. We still have the scripture. And those, Peter, where was Peter at that time? Where was all the people who were in Jerusalem to carry out the gospel? Even John, he lived about 96 years old. Where was he? But he was there by faith. They all survived. Not surviving only, they carried on with the cross. Till we are the beneficiary today. And if now the government here says we don't want any member, any church of Christ to exist. And they come and line here every time that we want to assemble. <laughs> I, I doubt how many people will show up. Or even would think of, why not look for a brother's basement to go and... But I know that we would continue to have the scripture. We would still have to worship. Because the spirit of God Nobody can stop. He will still make a way for himself. So, Habakkuk, seeing all the things that was to come, he settles himself. The same thing with Job. And the same thing now we turn to New Testament. It wasn't the faith that we hear. It wasn't only in the Old Testament. The New Testament also comes to show us a lot of faithful worshippers. John, 1 John 3, verses 1 to 2. See how great a love the Father has bestowed on us, that we will be called the children of God, such as we are. Now, these are their promises that we Christians have to meditate on. Carry it in our head. I used to write every time the preacher is talking and then I write, write, write. I 
ับใจทุนมีเสียก็ put it in the head put in the heart it's time to put it in the heart so that when it happens you will remember a lot of things we write that unless we start to practice them we have to put it in the heart not only in the book so we get here he said God makes such pronounced statement we are his children first know that and if our fathers here on earth know how to give us good things God has our father cannot just leave us without protection now we come here to second corinthians 6 verse 18 2 Corinthians 6:18 God promises I will be a father to you and you shall be sons and daughters to me says the Lord almighty In 1 Corinthians 10:13 No temptation has overtaken you such as is common to man and God will provide the way of escape so that you will be able to enjoy it in Hebrews 13:5 to 6 God will never you hear that word never forsake you God will never forsake us he's promised that this is only fear that deprives us from the the, be, the the blessings of God all the blessings of God are invested in the faith is a given god is faithful you don't have to worry about that if you see a husband telling a wife i will never divorce you i will never hate you i will never do this never people use never 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 for jokes <laughs> but when god uses that word never it's like swearing on his head and he says yet god almighty says that he will never forsake us so make sure that your character is free from the love of money being content with what you have for he himself has said i will never desert you you will not just leave us and abandon us and run away we see some people deliver children <laughs> they wrap the child in something put somewhere and run away that is not god he cannot wrap us on any clothing and then <laughs> leave us for vulture he cannot now i will i will he said no will i ever forsake you so we have confidently we can confidently say the lord is my helper i will not be afraid of afraid of what any adverse situation circumstances you will not be afraid and whenever we are afraid of a situation it, it doesn't please god because the first thing is always do not be afraid go into the land destroy their god and have no respect for them have no respect for their religion and then you go there and then 
you start to fear. That means that you have forgotten what God said and who God is. So we have to remember that. Remember those who led you. He says here, uh, we come here to see what uh, in we can confidently say, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid of what will man do to me. It is good to consider verse 17 or verse 7 for its instruction to us. It states, remember those who led you? Who spoke the word of God to you and considering the results of their conduct, imitate them. They are imitated their faith. Imitate their faith. People who teach us. People who taught the apostles. People, the apostles who went out and went into churches and teach people. When Paul was alive, they, they saw how those people came to live with them and teach them. They saw the behavior. The conduct, how they behave. Did they go in there in the congregation and start? They were not with their wives. Did they go out and see them sneaking into their bedrooms and looking for their wives and children and so on and sorting money and doing this thing? They did not do such life. As a matter of fact, Paul worked for his livelihood. You saw these type of people and they taught you the word of God. What made them do all those things? The faith they had in He that is faithful. They know God who sent them will provide all their needs in Christ Jesus. And they stayed. They suffered hunger. They suffered persecution. They beat Paul more than anybody. Disgrace him more than anybody. Every time. Why would he still continue? He is faithful. He knows who tells him to go and preach. He remains faithful. Why would you not copy such people's faith? Why would you not you think of why on earth somebody go that far? And is not afraid, is not worried. There must be something greater than what we see. So it is our obligation today. As we mentioned all these people of faith, to imitate their faith. We have to imitate. Their faith caused them to please God. And regarded them as righteous. In order for us to go to heaven, here is a plan. We want to go to, we want, all of us want to go to China now. We go to the, air, uh, the air, airport and then say, check in. And then half of us, or two, three, four, checks in. And then the rest say, no, I'm not checking. I don't believe the pilot will take me there. They don't know the place. And, this and, that. and you give all the excuses. And those who checked in, they land in China. And after, they come back. If they want to stay, they stay and do the business they wanted to do. The same thing God has given us a plan to move it. And that plan is faithfulness. Remain faithful. I will take you to heaven. <laughs> and if you doubt, that means you have rejected the plan. There is no way you are going to fly by yourself. Christ is the way. 
Why do you call me master, master? And you don't do single thing I tell you to do. The only thing that we have to do is remain faithful. Have faith in the one that commands you. Because he is faithful. He will never disappoint you. Even if you die. <laughs> you are not going to die the second time. But if you disobey him, you will still die this present time. Guess what? Because he is faithful, you will die the second time. That's God. He has fire, he has water. He promised, if you do this, you will drink this water. If you don't do this, this is fire. And since we disobey him and laugh at it and so on, it doesn't matter to God. It is impossible for him not to be faithful. So now, we see here, our takeaway in this advice is that it is necessary to imitate the faith of those who have saved God faithfully. Please, let nobody forget about that. Their conduct worthy. The conduct of those who serve God faithfully, their conduct is worthy of our imitation, emulation. To strive to be copying them. Be mindful that without faith it is impossible to please God. We see that faith of Habakkuk, he says he will live by his own faith, rejoicing in spite of sight. Sight. What you see, situation, condition. There's, there's joy in situation at its worst. Some may see you as losing your mind. This is Habakkuk. After so many things has happened to him, I tell you, he was shaking. He started to praise God. Things. Now, if something seriously happens to you today, for example, your house is burned down, would you be able to? Say the type of thing that Job said, God gave and God took. Or, praise the Lord, hallelujah, praise Jehovah. If you, if you stand outside there and sing, <laughs> your house is burned down. They will say, because of the grief, that you are crazy. You've gone mad. But, <laughs> this man could sing. We have to imitate at the worst of time, let us be thankful. We are not stupid. Nobody can worship God and be stupid. Hey, if you need wisdom, He is the source of wisdom. He will give you. So why would you be ignorant or not knowing? Now we always forget the question here in Matthew 6:27. And who of you, being worried, can take a single, can add a single hour to his life? Some translate it as span. In Hebrews 4:16, we are urged to draw near with confidence to the throne of grace, so that we may receive mercy. 
and find grace to help in time of need. Now, this is the truth. If you draw near to God every day, pray to God every day, do what He says, and live. The worst thing is, don't put hate in your heart. Don't hate people. Love is the weapon of war that God has given us. Love, 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 forgive. Don't worry what people do to you. Only worry what you do to people. Now, when that time of trouble comes, whether we like it or not, even if we are healthy as a newborn baby, one day we're going to get sick. Very seriously. <laughs> the time is coming. He said, when that time comes, since you have been close to the throne of grace, you will find grace to help. And before you open your mouth, he will help you. You know, some people, you can pray for some people for years and so on and so on, and it doesn't seem to work. But there are some people that the congregation here and the person himself or herself prays and God answers. Just like this. But even then, it will not be all the time. Paul preached a prayer three times. This same Paul who resurrected a man who fell down and broke his neck and that young man, he couldn't hear Timothy for the infirmity in his stomach. He couldn't hear. Paul, why do you pray three times? Your own handkerchief was healing people. It was for a time. And, and the gift of God that God gave them was not for playing magician. Just doing miracles for miracles sake was why purpose. So, if Paul, who has such closeness with God, could pray, God, take this son from the body from me. And he went back. He went back. It didn't happen. Well, this is something we have to learn from Christ. When it goes that way, you say, I will be done. And shut up. That's it. Leave it to him. Now, so we want to wrap up this thing once and for all. We see faith is strengthened by life of prayer. Ephesians 6, 18. Prayer at all times in the spirit. Now, that in the spirit, I want to tell us here, if you now want to go and take a nap, and somebody stands at your door and plays music and loud and cause trouble, and you are just trying to sleep, you will wake up. And go back and tell that person, leave this place and sleep in. Now, why would you go and sleep tonight? And then as soon as you sleep, you have a dream. They're called nightmares, so and so and so and so. And then, some people will fight, 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 fight. And all you struggle is, oh God, let me wake up. Does that solve the problem? Why don't you call on God? God wanted you to have that nice sleep. And now something in the sleep is waiting, waking you up. Don't, don't laugh at it. Call on God. I want to have a nice sleep. Let this thing not come to me again. God used to talk to people through sleep. And do you think that other spirit cannot talk to you through spirit, cannot come and interfere? Prayer all the time. Some people don't even remember to pray before they go to bed. And, and if something happens, they don't even know that their spirit can say, Oh God, Christ, Christ. And they will go. 
You don't even have to pray much. So, have this faith. Practice it. First John 15, 7. If you abide in me, first, uh, I mean John 15, please. John 15, verse, chapter, uh, 15, verse 7. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire, and it will be done for you. This is an antidote to worry, which we often forget to use when in trouble. If you, my word, you remember the promises of God, they abide in you. And at any time, whatever you desire, you ask. And since you have that assurance, why worry? Ephesians 6, 10 to 17, be strong in the Lord. Put on the whole armor. And so on. Second Peter 1, 3 to 10. His divine power has granted us everything pertaining to life and godliness. True knowledge of God who call us through the gospel to his kingdom. He has granted us his precious and magnificent promises. Hey, magnificent promises. And those are the promises that we always forget. We don't remember. Not that we don't know. But when it is time for, for us to call on those promises, we forget. We may become partakers of divine nature. We must apply diligence. And it goes on to tell us what we will do. And it says, add Christian um, grace. Practice them. He said, if we practice these things, we will never stumble. He has given us a way that we can never fail to go to heaven. Practice this thing and we will never stumble. These are what to do daily in Christian life while we are on earth. So, to remind us one thing. If there is anybody here who is not a Christian, since you hear, if you believe and you repent and confess Christ as Jesus, the Son of the living God, be baptized. Word baptism is by asking. We will make a disciple of Christ of you today. And you will be enjoying all these blessings that we are saved.